Tonight on Incognito CEO. Watch what happens when the big boss goes undercover as a new employee, puts on a greasy wig, an even greasier goatee, and sees how the real inner office works. Plus, 50 cameramen, a sound crew, craft services, signed non-disclosure agreements by all participating members, and some real drama. Emotions will rise. Sound effects will flourish. And most importantly, someone will be here, but not to make friends. I'm not here to make friends. Will his employees impress him, or will they take a hot dump on his expectations? Find out tonight on Incognito CEO. Based out of the United States of America in one of the 52 states, the World Data Reduction Agency was founded in 1869 by Lord Master P. Crunkle James Rothschild Whitmore the fifth, and has since been making waves in the world of taking care of business. Today it has over 100,000 employees that help run and manage mostly anything and everything you can think of. Its current CEO, Louis Cipher, is worried that he is losing touch with his employees and afraid it will start to affect his popularity. That's why we decided he would be perfect to be the next incognito CEO. Hello there, I am Louis Cipher and I am the current CEO of the World Data Reduction Agency that is most definitely not a front for the inner offices of the Illuminati. Since taking over in the late 1970s, I feel that I have helped push this company to new heights by forcing wayward souls to their very breaking points until they bleed their productivity onto the slaughterhouse floors I call the workplace. For these reasons alone, I consider myself a rather fun and goofy boss that everyone loves and hopefully worships. But little did Lewis Cipher know he was in for a whirlwind of surprises. Soon after this interview, we had our crockpot costume designers and makeup artists pick out the perfect disguise that would let him fit into most any office setting. No, no, no! I said bigger, Jinko jeans and wallet chain, not smaller! This needs to feel and look real. And would it kill you to make this goatee at least crotch length? Soon Lewis Cipher was transferred into Stan, everyday office drone and the new hire of the WDRA. For his first day of work undercover as Stan, he was given over to Chevrolet, the head of the Department of Break Rooms, to be shown the ropes. Hello, Chevrolet. I am Stan, and I am now your office slave. Please teach me the ways of paperwork, pain, and microaggressions so that I might wield them against my enemies and anyone who slights me. 
Ooh, look at you trying to be a big boy already and your diaper isn't even filled yet. Let's take this one step at a time and give me as little work as possible to deal with. I am going to sit you down in front of this giant stack of paperwork. I want you to start filling out any blank lines that look empty, and most importantly, don't be a fuck up. If you have any questions, please ask Boston Market Ronnie or our second newest and most impressive intern, Lizzie. Just ask Boston Market Ronnie, Stan. I am busy doing actual work while getting things done correctly and quickly. I've already increased the Department of Breakroom's output by 70% since starting here just two days ago. Soon I will rule you all, except Boston Market Ronnie. He will be crushed under my heels first before the coup. If you wish to survive the rising tide, Stan, be productive or just get me a heat rock. Lousy office doesn't even have a single heat rock in sight. Quit staring at me, Boston Market Ronnie, before I make a nest out of your innards and drink the marrow from your bones! I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. Ugh, Boston Market Ronnie, when will you die? Stan is already delighted! Yes, mortals, toil at each other's existences until violence cannot be avoided. I love this. Well, that's the kind of energy we need around this beige mausoleum. If there's anything you can learn from me, you stupid, it's that hatred and vengeance will take you far in this company. Also, let me introduce you to Sally May, my co-manager and all-around good-time gal. Please avoid looking her in the eyes on your first day of work, as is tradition in the South. Got it, boss. And it is a pleasure to meet you, Sally of May. The pleasure is all mine, Stan. I hope it works out for you here, but if it doesn't, I'd be as indifferent as a frog in a crackpot. Just don't be like Boston Market Ronnie and you'll be fine. I'm going to turn around in the opposite direction now, so I don't have to look at either one of you for the rest of the day. That would make me happier than a dead pig in the sunshine. You haven't seen the last of me, Sally mate. I know how to play to win. Soon after Stan started his workday, we took aside Chevrolet, Sally Mae, and Lizzie to see what they had to say about Stan. Boston Market Ronnie passed away tragically off-camera from a lunch meat overdose before we could film his candid interview and segments. Boston Market Ronnie will be missed. Our condolences to his garbage family. At first, when I met Stan, I said to myself, Stan, what kind of self-respecting person only has one syllable in their name? I got three, and that's just in my first name. Surely I will split this man from tip to taint one day when he finally crosses me. I can't even begin to tell you how many mats and gyms I've destroyed in these offices over the years. I don't think they even make numbers that go that high. (laughs) But I do have to say, I enjoyed how red his skin was and how he always had a nice, subtle scent of sulfur following him. I would postpone his destruction for a few days due to these striking features. Stan? Stan who? Oh, the little red kid? Is that the one that's deader than my grandma's wrist stump? Bless his heart. I hope he's found peace wherever he is now. Stan? (laughs) You fools don't think I realize who he really is? There's been 50 cameras following him around all day, and his goatee slid off his face twice today, leaving a comically large grease trail all on the floor each time. 
Regardless, I will have gotten all the information I require from him by the time this has all aired. I don't even know what this reality television is and why anyone would watch it over the Brady Bunch. If it weren't for Alice, Carol would have never had had a piece in her brood place. Are we done here? Later that day, Stan finished a large portion of his paperwork and felt the need to wander around, using this time to mingle with a few other co-workers. Well, hello there, sad and oddly potato-shaped human. I am Stan, the new employee. What is your given birth name? Oh, I am Vince, the mailboy. It's nice to meet you, Stan. I heard you're working for Chevrolet. How's that job treating you? Very good! She hates everyone, and my office buddy, Boston Market Ronnie, seems to have eaten 15 crumb bologna sandwiches in less than five minutes and fallen into a deep, deep, peaceful sleep. But tell me about you, Vince, the male juvenile. Well, I've worked here for about 20 years and can barely afford to feed my family. I have a wife and two lovely sons and can just scrape enough to put a roof over their head on my meager salary. I also haven't seen them in years due to company regulations and standards, but I make sure to mail the check back home every pay period. Still I try not to let it all bother me as long as I am helping out my friends at World Data Reduction Agency and delivering the mail on time. I love my job. Very nice, Postal Servant Vince. How do you feel about the CEO? Oh, Louis Cipher, the CEO? I never met him, but he's got to be a great guy if he's running such a wonderful company that's making all our dreams come true. Yes, this does seem like it is all true. I see great things coming to you in your future, Vince. Every day itself is a blessing, Stan. Now I got to go give some sagely advice to a down and out co-worker who needs to win back the girl of his dreams. Before Stan knew it, he was almost at the end of his work day and mingling with a few other interns in the break lounge to really see how his company was being run. But really, Sam, what would you do differently if you were running this company? Why are you asking me this question, Stan? You literally just introduced yourself and then asked me this right away. Yeah. But, like, if you were boss, what would you do with your boss powers? Jesus! And now this boom mic has knocked over my cup of coffee for the third time today? I don't know, Stan. Boss harder? That is an excellent idea, Sam! I really see you going places in this company. Those are the kind of answers I like to hear. Now, Tammy's daughter... How would you defeat your enemies in single-handed combat? I too would drink their blood from their own skulls after I'd lain waste to them. You were of good stock, Tammy's daughter. Now that Stan had naturally engaged with his employees in a realistic and totally normal dialogue, he was ready to punch out and give the big reveal but not before a quick pit stop to the bathroom. Well, that was a satisfying experience, seeing how the World Data Reduction Agency is really being run, and no one was any the wiser. Ha <laughs> ha! Fools! All of them! So easily tricked. 
Oh, hey, Lewis Cipher. What brings you to my workshop? Oh, no. I am Stan, not Lewis Cipher. You can tell this is true because I have facial hair and office clothes on. I love to do paperwork and talk about relevant television programming. Did you know that it's in its golden age right now? Have you been getting into a little office drone kink play as well? I just started getting into paperclip doming, and oh boy, let's just say I haven't found my stapler yet. Your turn. Uh, well, this has been a nice and normal conversation between two co-workers, and not an employee and a CEO. I bid you a good day. Damn, you really are a clicky pin deep into this fetish. Now you're just making it weird for the both of us. Anyway, I got a bed that's not going to unclog itself, so I'm out of here as well. See you around, Stan. And now for the exciting reveal of Incognito CEO. We have gathered up the key employees that Lewis Cipher wanted to talk to after his eye-opening day of working undercover at the World Data Reduction Agency. First up for the big reveal was Chevrolet. Wait, who are you and where's Stan? And why are all these cameramen filming this? Fuck, stop filming this, you shitty sack of ball fucking turds, you motherfucking guzzling sorry excuses for motherfucking tards. What the fuck is going on right here? I will not make a motherfucking fool. Whoa, whoa, Chevrolet, it is me, Stan. But really, I was Lewis Cipher all along. That's right. I was incognito CEO the whole time. Oh, I love this show. Hello, America. I hope you all caught my good side. I want to shout out to my number one gal, Sally Mae. Shout out to Lexus, Porsche, Mercedes. I love you, boo. Lincoln, you're tripping if you think that. <laughs> yes. Please stop it. Anyways, Chevrolet, I have to say, you are doing an amazing job. Everyone in that office looked demoralized by your presence, and you did not let me forget how little I was worth for one second. These are the values that Lord Master Pete Crunkle James Rothschild Whitmore V instilled into this proud company from day one. You are truly a pillar of human depravity, and I have never been more proud. You can't spell human depravity without Chevrolet, and you can quote me on that. For all of these reasons and more, I am giving you purge status for one day each year in the office. Any crime you wish to commit on the premises is legal for those 24 hours only. I recommend filing your taxes that day. You can literally take a picture of yourself giving the middle finger, and the government has to accept it as a proper return. And you should, of course, murder someone along with them, for obvious reasons. Hashtag blessed. Shortly after this, we brought out Vince for his own special delivery of surprises. Whoa, I can't believe it, Stan. You were my boss all along. Considered me fooled. It was probably the large chain wallet that threw you off. But regardless, Vince, your story really touched me. I cannot believe you do so much for us for so little, and I had no clue how to pay you back. That is, until I really thought it over. Vince, you know that loving family of yours? The one you are having issues supporting in this dire economy? Yes, they're the reason why I work so hard every day. 
Well, now you never have to worry about them again. As of today, Vince, you no longer have a family. I have completely disposed of them. And with that, you are truly free of all concerns or cares. Wait. Wait. What? They are gone, Vince. What? And think what, what of the you savings <laughs> you've just gone from having to feed four mouths a day to one. You could even buy a new RAV4 in a few years. Oh, wow. Look at you cry now. There is no need to thank me, Vince. I did it for you, the little guy. Wow, look at you rolling on the ground and shrieking. I am really changing lives for the better today. And for the final reveal, we brought out one promising intern to show her who was really in disguise. I know, Lizzie. Your mind is probably blown right now. It was me all along, the head honcho, your incognito CEO. Yes, wow, pure shock. So what's in it for me, boss? There is that go-get-them attitude I love. After hearing everyone's heart-wrenching and life-changing stories today, yours truly hit home the hardest. For years, I've been putting my workers through unbearable and, frankly, unlivable conditions that I was not even aware of until today. Lizzie... What? Look behind you. It's just a large rock. Oh, really? Can just a large rock also provide its own heat 24-7? I am satisfied with the outcome of this endeavor. Tell me, did, did you... That is right, Lizzie. A heat rock in every cubicle. Just in time for the summer. Now, dance with me to the post-credits music. We can imagine that we're waltzing on the corpses of our enemies. Finally! Someone in this office gets me. And you know the lack of heat rocks is one of the most common complaints in most workforces. Join us next week when our new incognito CEO goes undercover at his own locally sourced haunted steel mill. First you're telling me you're actually my boss and now you're telling me we're getting double the ghosts in every forklift? I gotta call my wife. I've never been more happy. I love you, Dolores. This episode is dedicated to Boston Market Ronnie. Rest in peace, our little meat angel. Rest in peace, our little meat angel. Our little meat angel. Meat angel. <laughs> that was a great episode, wasn't it, my popcorn puppets? Well, I have some sad news. Boston Market Ronnie wasn't the only death to occur. Shortly after the filming and editing and all the TV show magic, the crew, in their futile effort to escape, became lost and many were eaten in the crypto zoo. Others are unaccounted for, but most likely have perished. You know the rule, what comes into the Illuminati office never comes out. So be it. Okay. Good night, maybe? I think? Oh, no, two o'clock. At the same time. Okay, okay, goodbye. I love you. This has been Clerk and Dagger, Season 2, Episode 4, Incognito CEO, or Tuesday Night Primetime. 
Clerk and Dagger is produced by Machine Culture. Created by Richard Kanyajuk. Written by Brandon Kirkman. Directed by Kelly Opalko. Recorded at Big Dumb Sounds. Sound and editing by Luke Griskoviak. Richard Kanyajuk as The Narrator. Rudy Schultz as Satan. Noel Hoffman as Chevrolet. Kelsey Rohrer as Lizzie Person. Kelly Opalko as Sally May. Ralph Laguerre as Vince. Brandon Kirkman as Bathroom Priest, Tammy's Daughter, Steel Mill Worker, and Boston Market Ronnie. Caitlin Chekorowski as Samantha Newberg. And Jake Duar as H.R. Geeker. Visit us at machineculture.com. And remember, I've got my third eye on you. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. 